In today's episode, I'm joined by my good friend Chantel, the Disneyland tour guide. We're deep diving Fantasyland. We talk about rope dropping, hidden gems, and our favorite things about Fantasyland at Disneyland. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. Hopefully something fun's going on. For us, it's end of the school year, so it's just busy. Why are there so many things at the end of the school year? There's just a lot. My kids have maybe a week left, week and a half. We have high school graduation for my son next week, and all of the end of the year projects and science experiments and classes and classes, class parties, that's what I'm trying to say. All that kind of stuff is happening and it just makes parents all over so thankful for summer. I think that's, maybe that's the teacher's goal. They want to make the end of year stuff just so busy and crazy that summer will be exciting for parents to have their kids home. I don't know. It's a lot but it's wrapping up and before we know it, it's going to be summertime, which is always fun, I guess. I do enjoy summers much more now that my kids are older and don't need me to entertain them as much. Summers when they were little were rough, so I do enjoy summers now that my kids are older. It's not as bad as it used to be. Let's talk about some Disney news. It has been busy in the parks recently. There's lots of end of the year field trips with like orchestra concerts and band concerts and all kinds of things like that. Plus there is grad nights. Grad nights have begun and that just brings in lots more crowds, lots of younger crowds. So it has been busy and levels are going to remain consistent throughout the summer and into the fall and Halloween time. That's just how it goes. Summertime is busy. Fall is busy. I mean, really, every time at Disneyland is busy. But we're heading into the busier season. Now, just because it's busier doesn't mean you're not going to have a great time. So if you are visiting between now and the end of the year, and you're going to be there at a busy time, that's okay. Don't let the crowds scare you. You can still have a great time at Disneyland even when it's crowded. So even though crowd levels have been up, I've been keeping an eye on wait times, and they actually haven't been too bad. So that's good to know. Wait times have still seemed to be under an hour for most attractions, most of the bigger attractions even on those busier days, which is nice to hear because if you're using Genie Plus, you'll wait less. And even if you're not using Genie Plus, you'll probably wait less just because Disneyland tends to inflate their wait time. So wait times haven't been too crazy yet. Of course, I will keep an eye on that because I'm obsessed. Why do I check the Disneyland app wait times all the time? I don't know. It's just what I do. 
Now, last week I talked about how Disney World was making changes to their reservation policy and they were relaxing it a bit for certain dates so you wouldn't even need reservations. And I've had a few questions about whether or not I think Disneyland might be heading in that direction because lots of times things do trickle down and Disneyland didn't used to have reservations, but I kind of am thinking that it's not going to happen for Disneyland anytime soon. So I recently found out that this last quarter, attendance at Walt Disney World has been down, which means profits have also been down. So Walt Disney World is relaxing their reservation policy in an attempt to entice guests to come to Disney World. Now, at the same time, Disneyland, in the last quarter, their attendance has gone up, and so have their profits. So... They really have no need to relax the reservation system, and it does help keep the parks from getting crazy crowded. Now, our idea of crazy crowded and Disney's idea of crazy crowded are different, I think, but there were points pre-COVID, in you know, pre-2020, where, you know, this was pre-reservation system, where crowds were absolutely unbearable, like just miserable. And it hasn't gotten to that point since the parks have reopened from the pandemic because of the reservation system. Because Disney wants their parks to be crowded, we know that, but they also want a good guest experience. So they try to find a balance. They want to keep their park as crowded as possible while still having a good guest experience. So they try to balance that out. And right now the reservation system is helping them do that. So at some point, if demand for parks drops or attendance goes down, then they might relax their reservation policy as well. But right now I don't see that happening quite yet. There is no news on when Fantasmic will be back, but I'm guessing early June, late May. I don't know. I will let you know when I hear anything, but since Fantasmic is not showing right now, they are not doing projections for the wondrous nighttime show on the Rivers of America. So you'll have to go and watch that somewhere else. Normally you can watch it there on Rivers of America. It's a very, very great place to watch it. It's a very, that makes sense. When I said it, it felt weird. And I think that makes sense. It's a really great place to watch it. I'll say it like that. But not right now. You'll have to wait till Fantasmic returns to be able to watch it from there. Let's do our question for the day. This comes from Liz. She asked, how much is character dining and is it worth the money? Thank you for your question, Liz. Character dining is expensive. There's really no way around that. It's pricey, but it's usually all you can eat which is a bonus, and it's a great way to meet characters without having to wait in long lines to see them. And they really pay a lot of attention to you. They come right to your table, and you can capture some really magical moments with your family and the characters. That's always a bonus. So for some people, then yes, it's very worth it, but for other people, not so much. Now, all the character dining options are priced the same except for one. So you can expect to pay $35 to $60 per person. The lower price is for children. The higher price is for adults. The exception is the Disney Princess Adventure Breakfast. 
this dining experience costs $125 for adults and for kids. So based on that cost, maybe you can kind of determine if it's worth it for you and your family to eat breakfast with the characters or if you would rather just eat breakfast at your hotel and then wait in line to see characters later. So hopefully that was helpful. If you do 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 do. <laughs> That's not even funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. If you do participate in character dining, <laughs> then I recommend scheduling it for a little bit later in the morning and that way you can take advantage of rope dropping and then still be able to enjoy your character meal. It's like you get the best of both worlds. So schedule it for a little bit later in the morning so you can still do rope dropping. Thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed my show. Creating this podcast is something I really enjoy doing, but it does take a lot of time and effort. And when you rate and leave a review, it's a simple and easy way for you to support me and my show. So thank you so much to everyone who has supported and rated and reviewed. It really means a lot to me. Today's review comes from Mommy the RD. It says, we are planning to take our first trip to Disneyland with our daughter, and this podcast has been so helpful. She has some really helpful and practical tips, and the variety of information is amazing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words. I love all these nice messages, but you can really write anything. It really doesn't matter. It all helps out my podcast. So even if you just told me like your favorite Disney character or your favorite thing to eat at Disneyland or even like what you had for dinner last night, it would still help my podcast grow. Actually, that might be kind of fun. If you haven't left a review, why don't you go on and tell me your favorite Disney character or... Tell me what you had for dinner last night. <laughs> Man, I don't know why. That, I just find that funny. It'll just make, it'll make my day. It'll make me laugh. Okay, my favorite character, incidentally, is Tinkerbell. Just love her. Okay, well, today I am sharing an interview I did with my friend Chantelle, the Disneyland tour guide. She was staying at my house a little while ago, and I was like, hey, Let's sit down and talk about our day at Fantasyland because a few months ago we decided to spend an entire day in Fantasyland and it was like kind of crazy to think that we could spend a whole day like park open to park close in Fantasyland but there was actually so much to see and do in this little slice of the park that we did it and we had such a great time and we were able to really see a lot of things that we hadn't even noticed before. So there's lots of great information in this episode and this interview, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Hopefully you learned something new, and this episode gives you something that you can look for, maybe point out something you didn't know on your next visit to Fantasyland at Disneyland. Let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixing Some Magic. If you're visiting Disneyland soon, make sure you get your dining reservations early. Dining reservations are available 60 days in advance and they book up 
quickly. If there's a dining reservation you're having trouble finding, you need to check out Mouse Dining. You tell them where you want to dine and when, and then they'll send you a text or an email when that dining reservation becomes available. I've had a lot of luck finding those hard to find dining reservations using Mouse Dining. Check them out. I think you'll love them. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. I am so excited today because I have my friend Chantel, the Disneyland tour guide here in my kitchen to yes. talk. Live. Live. Well, not when you hear this, but we're live right now. <laughs> yes. I'm here. I'm in your kitchen. I'm in Utah. Yep. So thanks for being here, Chantel. Yeah. And why don't, I know you've been on my podcast before, but why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell people where they can find you. Okay. So I am the Disneyland tour guide um, at Disneyland Tour Guide on Instagram. Um, I have a website, which is DisneylandTourGuide.com. And I'm on Facebook, but really you'll find me most on Instagram and in my story sharing about Disneyland and tips. And that's why Melissa and I get along so well because we are so similar in our thinking about Disneyland. I want to start by asking you, well, I mean, when you've been on before, then I've asked you like your favorite ride, your favorite Mm -hmm. food, things like that. But I want to ask you some would you rather questions. Okay. Disney edition. Okay. All right. Okay. So would you rather live with 101 Dalmatians or seven dwarfs? Ooh, probably seven dwarfs. 101 Dalmatians. That's a lot of cleanup. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the dwarfs because I feel like they'd be very helpful. I could assign them all a thing. and... And I think they're rich. (laughs) <laughs> even right? better they own that mine they're That's working right. it all day so i don't know okay i think that i agree i would do seven dwarfs <laughs> yes. over 101 dalmatians would you rather fly with peter pan or swim with ariel Ooh. so i don't like i like swimming but i think i'd rather fly because you could see so like so much I don't know. I think I'd rather fly. That'd be really fun to fly with Peter Pan. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I I would do fly with Peter Pan. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Would you rather Prince Philip or the prince from Snow White woke you up with a kiss? Oh, Prince Philip. I don't, I don't know. Prince Philip. (laughs) So, okay, wait, let me think about this. So Prince Philip, he was with Aurora. Mm Mm-hmm. And Prince, the Prince from Snow White. He doesn't even have a name. I don't. Yeah, prince I'm gonna. Charming. I'm gonna say maybe. I'm gonna say the Prince, Prince from Prince Philip, because he has a name. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> because he has a name. You only kiss people that you know their names. Exactly. That's just good sense. <laughs> good sense. There we go. Okay. So, oh, would you rather man. ride the teacups ten times in a row, or listen to "It's a Small World" all day? It's a small world all day. Really? Yes, I cannot get sick. Like that just makes I then I'm sick like the whole day. I'd rather hear something over and over. I think I might rather go on teacups ten times in a row. Oh, I don't think I could not do that. Um, let's test it out. <laughs> let's <someday>. not. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> well, a few months ago, we decided to do something crazy. I mean, Disney crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah. That crazy. But we decided to spend an entire day in Fantasyland. Like yes. the entire day. And not leave Fantasyland. And when Chantel first suggested the idea, I was like, I don't think we could there was enough to do to spend an entire day in Fantasyland. But guess what? We spent the whole day in Fantasyland. We did, we did. Well, Fantasyland is not just right there behind the castle, those little attractions, the dark rides, you know, Alice and, and Dumbo and all those. It also is like Matterhorn and then goes all the way over Small World. And so it's really a big area. So if you're doing attractions, the shows, meeting the princesses, going through the castle, eating food, like there really is a lot you can do. There is. And did we, we didn't stay till the park closed though, did we? We stayed until after fireworks or just before fireworks because we were asking about what rides closed during fireworks and all that kind of stuff. So we were there. We, we did, uh, probably two or three hours of our day we went and did that waltz main street tour oh yeah so we did miss two or three hours yeah Mm -hmm. but the rest of the day we spent in fantasyland we did and i think fantasyland probably has the most rides in a land yes yeah than any other definitely land so it was really fun though we got to like really take our time and go slowly through fantasyland and see all these different things that we never i mean really you'd so many people just rush through their yeah. day and there's lots of things that you miss when you're rushing through. Well, and usually I'm like, okay, I got to hit Peter Pan, Snow White and just a couple and then I'm done. But like we hit every single ride. That was our goal to eat mm-hmm. and then eat in something in at least most of the locations or have a snack or something. Yeah. So we started off by rope dropping in Fantasyland, and we decided to rope drop um, storybook land canal boats because we were hoping to be the first person yes on the ride so tell them what happens i've never been the first person on the ride but you have okay so actually my mom discovered this like back in 20 let's say 2019 um she and my dad went to disneyland for her birthday trip and she's like okay what do you want to do and the first thing she wanted to do was she wanted to rope drop storybook land canal boats my dad was like, okay, sounds like fun. Anyway, so they were the very first ones in line. They got up there and the cast member opened up this captain's log book and was like, okay, you get to sign the book. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we do this every day. The very first person to get on a boat gets to sign their name and date it. So she came home and she told me, she's like, did you know? And I'm like, I had no idea. Oh. She was so proud of herself. <laughs> she taught me something. <laughs> so it was really cute. Anyway, so since then I have tried. And so we did it um, like in 20, I think 2021 when, when the parks first opened again, I took her on a trip in the summertime and we did it. And I've done it one other time since then, but it's changed a little bit now that early entry mm-hmm. is going on. So early entry Guests who stay at one of the Disneyland resorts, they get into the park 30 minutes earlier and there's certain attractions. Now, Storybook Land Canal Ride is not one of them, but they can be on Peter Pan and Snow White and all those rides right there. And then they can line up and they could be the first person when the people over at Rope Drop are coming in. So you have it's a little trickier now to be the first one because sometimes early entry people have that advantage. But Still go there if that's something you want to do because it's really a fun little just like magical thing that they they do at the parks that nobody, not many people know about it. Right? It's so cute. So we did that one first. And I think if we're talking about Fantasyland, we should remind people that you just don't rope drop Peter Pan. Not Peter Pan. Anything else in the entire Fantasyland, but just don't go to Peter Pan first. 
And I feel like we need to explain why, because especially now that early entry is going on, you already have people in that line. So you have people already in the queue. Then when the people who think it's a wise idea to rope drop Peter Pan, they're heading to the line. So by the time, let's say you, you don't even get there until like you show up five minutes before rope drop starts. You're already looking at the people who were in the queue, the people who ran to Peter Pan, and then you're going to be behind all them. You're going to spend 45 minutes in line when you could get four rides in Fantasyland done in that amount of time. Right. And you're waiting longer than you would later in the day. Definitely. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. So don't rope drop Peter Pan. But really, I feel like anything else in Fantasyland is a great thing to rope drop. Whatever you're excited about. Yeah. Then go for it. I do love Alice a little bit more because the line for Alice can get long later in the day, but it's short first thing. It is. Yeah. And that's not something that's, you know, that is open up during early entry. So, Mm -hmm. but regardless, I, I like to kind of stand at that rope there that puts you kind of by uh, Tomorrowland, but don't go to Tomorrowland, then head on the other side between the Matterhorn and Alice and go to Alice first. That's Mm -hmm. uh, that or Storybook Land Canal boats, either one of those. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorites to do in the morning. Both good choices. So tell me, what are your top three favorite Fantasyland rides? So I feel like a sleeper is the Casey Jr. train because you, like the a couple trips ago, I did it at Sunset. I just posted it on my Instagram. It was so I was with pretty. you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, sometimes I like to sit in the very caboose in the back too, because that's a good view. But anyway, it gives you a really good overview of all of Fantasyland. Almost like you can see the Storybook Land Canal boats and, and the ride, the little all the little houses in there. So I really like that one. I feel like that's one that people often skip. And that's a different view than you can get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've done it. Maybe you were there when fireworks were happening before. Yes. It was so cool to see fireworks yeah. from... Casey Jr. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I feel like that's a sleeper and that's one that a lot of people maybe don't, wouldn't think is a favorite. So I like that one. I love Peter Pan. Um, and in Peter Pan, just this last time, so you showed me something and I'll, I'll let you talk about it. But this last time I was on Peter Pan, I noticed in the room after you go through London and you're in the room and it's, you look down and there's like the, it's like the volcanoes and you can see the water look down in the water. You can see a digital digitized alligator swimming in the water. It was really cool. It was so cool. He's right by the Jolly Roger. Yes. And apparently he's been there since 2015. Really? Yes. I had never noticed it. I hadn't either. Yeah. So what's your favorite part on that ride? Or what, what did you tell me about on that ride? I know. I can't remember. The blocks. The blocks. Oh, that spell out Disney. Or sometimes well, Peter, Pan. Peter Pan last time. We yeah. Were there. So sometimes they say Disney. So right when you start off the ride, you're going into the nursery and Nana's there. And you remember in the Peter Pan movie, then Nana stacks up the blocks and Mr. Darling knocks them all down. Mm-hmm. So those blocks are there and they spell out Disney or Peter Pan. I think cast members move them around sometimes. So yeah. that's always fun, but it goes by so quick. Yeah. You have, you to, have really to be like look. looking over your ship. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, okay. So Casey Jr., Peter Pan, and then I would say Alice. I don't know what it is about Alice. I think it's because it brings back such childhood memories for me. Like I have vivid memories coming out that as you go up and then you come out and you're on the top and you can see the Matterhorn to your right. And you can see like all the people, Mm -hmm. like I have vivid memories riding that as a little girl. I love it too. I think Alice is probably mine. Peter Pan 
and maybe Snow White. I really mm. love the new version of Snow White's Enchanted Wish, especially the final scene where you come in and it's just all of the sparkles and the flowers. And I love yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the re refurbishment of that or reimagination. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize that Matterhorn is part of Fantasyland. It is part of Fantasyland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is. So, but I don't love Matterhorn. So that's. I think I do until I'm on it. But I really think I don't ever need to ride on the left side. So the left side is mm. by Tomorrowland. It is wild, like more wild than the I Fantasyland agree. side. And man, it's rough. Yeah. No, it's I, rough. I, I, I remember it. last time I wrote it, I just kept thinking, are we almost done? It's just <laughs> yes. too much. It, yeah, it is pretty rough. I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our favorite places to eat in Fantasyland. Okay, so... This... I already know what you're going to say. Tell them your number one, the thing you, you think about all the time. <laughs> okay, but it's not necessarily... Are we talking about the frozen... Cause oh, no, I frozen forgot drink. That. Oh, okay. Are we talking about the churro gears? No. Oh, look, look. <laughs> I have several. Okay. Okay, so first of all, the thing that I love to get is their frozen apple juice. Right there, the little cart by the Casey Jr., um, it's frozen apple juice and it's just so good. I, I never I just, would have even tried it unless you told me to. And it is good. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Um, and then also over by fantasy fair, which is where you meet the princesses. They have a little cart. It's called Maurice's treats. And they have these, they're not they're, They call them churro gears, but don't think churros think more like a donut because a real they, fluffy Oh my donut. gosh. They are so good. And then they also have a drink there. That's the boysenberry freeze apple is it apple? a boysenberry apple freeze uh, I, I don't remember either but that freeze also we're really good i love drinks mm -hmm. um but i think are you talking about the potato yeah okay yeah so that that really is my favorite favorite so and it's kind of a sleeper because it used to be just open like on the weekends and when they did the shows that. yeah but now they have it open every day but they close like by 7 p.m i think mm -hmm. so when you're in fantasy land it's not like in the what what people think of fantasy land and like you're going to small world and instead of going to get on the attraction go to the left there's the fantasy land theater and right next to the fantasy land theater is troubadour tavern and you can mobile order and they have the loaded baked potato which is my i just love that it's my favorite They're the only so the only problem with the area is there's like four tables like right there so my suggestion is mobile order it, pick it up. And now that Toontown is open, you can, um, and they have a lot more benches. So go into Toontown and they got places you can sit on the grass or you can sit on a bench and you can eat over there. So that would be my recommendation. Yep. And it's not like it's anything special. I mean, it no. tastes just like any baked potato, but sometimes you just need something different than like park yeah, food and yeah. it really hits the spot somehow. And it's fairly reasonably priced. I think it's $9, but they're Huge. Really big potato and ask for extra butter. <laughs> yeah, always ask for extra butter. That's Wherever right. you go, yeah. just ask for extra butter. Um, I love the Mickey pancakes over at Red Rose Tavern. Oh, yeah. They have mm -hmm. a really yummy breakfast. I love their Mickey pancakes. That's probably my favorite thing in Fantasyland. There's, I don't love the chimichanga that people talk about at Edelweiss Snack. Edelweiss. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, that's right there in front of Matterhorn is yes. Edelweiss Snacks. People love the chimichanga, but I just, I don't. don't I don't want a turkey leg. Yeah, I don't want to know. They do have corn on the cob, I think, there too. Mm -hmm. And then they have some other frozen drinks. 
Um, another frozen drink that I like is also in Fantasyland, and it's right in front of uh, that Edelweiss Snacks. And it's um, at like a little, just like a little cart. And I don't think it's a pretzel cart, but it's um, it's a mango, oh. like a frozen mango drink. And it's mm. good too. That does sound good. So. so I think there's really only two quick service options, right? We've got Red Rose Tavern yeah. and Troubadour Tavern where you get the baked potatoes. But other than that, it's just kind of like carts, yeah. snacky type things. Mm-hmm. Pretzel cart, popcorn, churro. Mm-hmm. And then Maurice's Treats. And actually over at Maurice's Treats, there's another, um, it's like a bagel twist. Oh, yeah. And the marinara to dip it in. And a lot of people love that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever tried that. It's pretty good. It's, I mean, it's not like, I'd rather have the churro beers. But you like the donut. You know. Those are so good. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I thought of one more thing, but now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen on social media going around that if you buy the first pickle of the day, over at the cart by where you get the apple juice across from Red Rose Tavern, they sell pickles in oh. little bags, like giant pickles. Okay. And if you buy the first pickle of the day, you get a button and they write first pickle of the day. And oh. I just think, I mean, I've seen it on social media okay. a few times. People are getting excited to get the first pickle of the day button. Okay. But why in the world would you want a pickle first thing in yeah, the day? Why would you ever want a pickle is my I idea. I don't. I, I, I don't one time in my life I've had a pickle at Disneyland and I don't remember finishing it because I was like, I don't know. I don't get the point. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, so we're not first pickle of the day people. No, I will not be getting that button. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about meeting the princesses at Disneyland. We're going to talk about our experience. So we went, even though we're grown adults and didn't have any kids with us, we wanted to go meet the princesses. And you can meet them over in Fantasy Fair. And it's really cool because they have three princesses there that you can meet. You don't know who it is until you get in there, but you get to meet them individually and have some one-on-one time with them, take pictures, videos. And I really like that they don't rush you through the experience, Mm -hmm. which is nice. But that also means that they don't rush anybody through the experience. So that means you're going to wait for a little while. But I always tell people, even though you're waiting, you're going to get a really great experience just like everyone else. So try not to be annoyed when you're waiting because it's they're not going to rush you, which I really appreciate. Yeah. So how long do you think we waited? I can't remember. So I remember the wait time said 60 minutes and we waited like 35 to 40 minutes and it's all under in the shade. So that's what I was like, okay, that's, it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like the, the time went pretty fast mm-hmm. for getting to see three characters, three princesses. Um, I thought it was worth the wait, especially if you have like a princess lover in your family. Now I don't feel like, like you could have gotten there. I think at 10 was, was, is when it, when, opens. When it opened. Yeah. Um, and people were lined up before 10. So mm-hmm. I feel like people rope drop the princesses now, um, which is a, a good thing if that's what you're trying to do. But I, I mean, I didn't feel like it was that terrible of a wait. So, um, and like, and they are doing uh, signing of books again. So you can do that. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a great experience. I thought so too. We got to meet Aurora, Elena of Avalon, Avalor. Avalon. Avalon. Who's Avalon? We don't, we don't know. And Tiana, right? Mm-hmm. I saw Tiana. Yeah. So usually there's, they kind of switch. Sometimes Snow White is there, sometimes Cinderella, sometimes Ariel. 
I feel like those six kind of switch off, yeah. but that's who you're going to see. Mm -hmm. You're never going to see like Jasmine in there for some reason. You don't see like Merida. Mm -hmm. They never show up, but you will be able to see um, Rapunzel and, and Flynn Rider and Belle. Mm -hmm. Outside, because right outside where the princesses, the princesses are is Fantasyland Theater, and they have the Tangled show and Sleep, no, Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast. But they, uh, it's depends on like the time of day when each show is. I want to say like Tangled is maybe in the morning and then Beauty and the Beast in the afternoon. Look in the app. Do they not switch off every other show? Are they every other show? Maybe I don't they know. could be. I just remember that. They, we also got to meet Belle at the end of her show that day, mm -hmm. and it wasn't the last show. They said the very last show of the day, you cannot meet the princess. Oh, so all the other shows at the end, of the, at the end of the show, like if it's Rapunzel or Belle, you can go and meet the princess after the show is over. So you just stay right there in the theater, and then so that is a chance to meet Belle or Rapunzel if you have a, one of those. Like that's your favorite princess. Um, stay after the show, but the, the very last show of the day, they do not let the princess stay and meet greet. That's good to know. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that because the show ends. So say you're at the sleeping. Why do I keep saying that? Beauty and the Beast show and it ends. Mm -hmm. Everybody leaves the theater. But if you stay, then Belle will come out and you can greet her or Rapunzel, depending on which show you see. But yeah. a lot of people don't realize that and they rope it off. So after about 10 minutes, they rope off the area and only the people who are in there get to meet that princess. And most people have already left and don't realize. But sometimes you wait 10 or 15 minutes, but it's a really great way to meet the princess. Yeah, exactly. Because people don't realize if, if they've left and there's not really a line. Um, and then also just in fantasy land in general, I feel like there are lots of walking characters. Mm -hmm. So like the last time we were there, we saw like Aladdin, we saw the genie, we saw Peter Pan, we saw hook, we saw Geppetto. Yeah. I saw Pinocchio too mm -hmm. at a different time. Anyway, they wander up Peter Pan, not, not sort of Bert and Mary. You know what? And when we were there last time we saw the Mad Hatter and Alice. Oh having, yes. They were tea. having a tea party with these little like plushy tea sets and they set up a little table right by Casey Jr. And they got some kids and they were just they passing did. them out teacups and pouring tea and chatting with them. It was, it the was really cute. It was around 9 a.m. and I have seen it done about the same time again. So mm -hmm. if that's something you're in, if you're in the area, those cute little pink and blue tables that are right there by Dumbo. So fun. Yeah. So if you're looking to see roaming around characters, you're really only going to see them in Fantasyland, maybe mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge too, but you don't really find characters roaming around Adventureland or Frontierland much, Yeah. but you do see them all the time in Fantasyland. And then another character meet and greet is also uh, Tinkerbell. Yeah, Tinkerbell. So over at Pixie Hollow, which again, the times are not, it's not all day long. You can look in the app under characters mm -hmm. and look under Pixie Hollow. And she's there like in the morning and then the afternoons, certain times. And we did go see her that day too. Yep. We were the last ones to see her, weren't we? Yeah, we got lucky. I think she was leaving at four that day. So we got so a So again, that's Fantasyland. Yeah, Fantasyland. So great. Okay, let's talk about a few of our favorite hidden gems oh, okay. in Fantasyland. Right. Because like I was saying, you can rush right by so many cool things. So what are your favorites? Either like in rides or just around the land just around the land so i like um okay well if you're looking at the castle to the right um is the wishing well and it's snow white's grotto now the if you look in the water there's like 
fish that are swimming around and like every 15 minutes Snow White starts singing and she starts singing and the fish come up out of the water mm -hmm. and then she's singing and then in the wishing well she's echoing that her voice echoes so it's back and forth mm -hmm. and that's that's just it's really fun over there it's really cute yes. and sometimes characters will be over there too so a character will run walk by when we were there wasn't it Peter Pan that came and like, Wendy and Wendy we were getting that's our right. picture taken right by the wishing well yes and they yeah. came and stood in a picture they just yeah. jumped in. Yeah. So I like, and, the, and everybody talks about, or most people, if you hear about the peanut pan and Wendy tree, mm -hmm. so that's also over there. It's kind of, you go up like two or three steps and it, there's like a tree and they've got carved in there their initials. So yeah, that's over there as well. Cast members do not like you. They don't look at that. Yes. They, if they see you go up those stairs, they'll be like, excuse me. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So I'm just looking at this tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, another fun thing that they'll do, um, and a lot of people now know about it, but it has it, for a while it wasn't very well known. But you can ask the cast member at the Bippity Boppity Boutique if you can get a little pixie dust, and they'll like sprinkle some glitter in your hair. So that's so fun. Yeah, I love the castle walkthrough. I feel like a lot of people don't Realize. even know about it, but you can go inside Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it tells you the story of. Sleeping Beauty and there's interactive features in there like you can pull the door and it kind of like bangs and shakes mm -hmm. and it's really cute. Yes. Definitely worth walking through there. And so you understand so you're on the back side of the castle and you if you're looking at the back side of the castle there's a door on the right and you go up and you go upstairs you go through the castle and you come back down. Now, if you can't do stairs, like I don't love stairs much anymore because of my knees, but there is on the left side, another door where you can go in and it's like the accessible way to view. You can see exactly what people see when they walk through and it's just like a little video of it. So I love it. So cute. Another thing I want to talk about is on Alice in Wonderland, there are some cute little hidden details. When you first go into the ride, if you look right in front of you on the ground, you'll see the white rabbit's footprints. Oh, it's like you're going down the rabbit hole. Uh -huh. And so you have to be watching for it. And it only is a couple. So if you don't look down right when you get going, you don't see them. I love that. And then I love when you come out of Alice in Wonderland and you're going past the Matterhorn, you're like, you're still on the ride, but you're outside on uh -huh. the track. There is this big mushroom and you can see the caterpillar's shoes on top of the mushroom oh that's cute so are you talking about the building that used to be a ticket booth yes. years ago okay yes okay. it's on top of that one i'll have to look i that. love that very cute and i love trying to pull the sword out of the stone mm -hmm. never yep. been able to make it happen <laughs> no but i love trying yep and i love trying to smell the lavender flowers on Snow White. That is a hard one. Is yes, yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't smell it every time either. Every once in a while, you do. It's at the very, very end, like right as you're about to exit the ride. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's this puff of lavender fragrance, and it's my favorite. And every time, I feel like I'm hyperventilating because I go into the room and I'm like, <laughs> like deep breaths, trying yes. to catch a snatch of it, and I yes. almost. You know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I love that they've added some sense to that ride. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Little there's like so many hidden, hidden little details. Mm -hmm. In Fantasyland, it's yeah. just fun. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I know I, another one that I that I like. Huh. So the big giant whale. So if you look at him from the side, he's got an eye and it blinks, and you're like, oh, is he moving? And then every once in a while. 
his the blowhorn. Is that what it's called? The blowhole. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking like, spout, but I think blowhole. Yeah, and he's anyway. The water comes out. You're like, oh, anyway, just a fun little. Yes, I love that. And I forgot about the white rabbit's house. Oh, yes. Right next to Alice in Wonderland, across from the teacups, there's just this little door. It says W Rabbit on there. It's very tiny, but I would always tell my kids to go knock on the door when they were little. I'd say, go knock on the door and see if the white rabbit's home. (laughs) They would knock. But recently, I realized that if you go around into the Mad Hatter shop, which is just on the back side of the white rabbit's house, you can see inside the white rabbit's house. So you can see there's a little staircase up there and he's got a bed and a mirror and a lamp. And it's like the little interior of his house. Oh, yeah. cute. You just don't, you just don't notice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I love inside also the red rose tavern, all mm. the decor. It's all like bell and all you know, Beauty and the Beast stuff and the decorations. And it's just really cool in there. It is very themed and cute. And if you really go look around, you can see they have like Mrs. Potts from the live action movie and they have Cogsworth and Lumiere. And then of course they have the the red rose. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there. the stained glass is really pretty when you walk in the doors mm-hmm. on your side. So. Yes. There's lots of hidden gems in there. There is. I don't know if I would recommend someone spend a whole day in Fantasyland on their vacation, though. Yeah. No. (laughs) There's other things to do. Lots to do in Disneyland. But hopefully this gave you some ideas to do in Fantasyland. Things to look for, what to do, what not to do. But don't skip Fantasyland. Even if you have older kids or all adults, it's still a really fun place. It's not just for little kids. Yeah. Um, One thing we should probably mention is we also tested like fireworks. So just so you know, Fantasyland closes all of their Mm -hmm. attractions. Um, I think it was around around eight o'clock. They start closing them. Not all of them. Not all of them, but the ones that like are right there by the castle. Mm -hmm. So like like your Peter Pan, Mr. Toad, Snow White, Pinocchio and and the carousel. Yeah. Yeah, so those attractions close from basically from like 8 to 10-ish. Mm-hmm. And then once the fireworks, even if there's not fireworks, there's a show, the projection show. Um, once the show is over, then they have to get like approval from the fire marshal to start open up the land again. And then they open it up. That is a great time also to try and catch Peter Pan and get on mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Because they kind of have a rope right there by the uh, King, King Arthur's carousel. And you can't go through and you can't come through the castle. And as soon as they let that rope down, then you can go get on Peter Pan and you'd have a short wait. Yeah, that's a good time to do it too, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Did we forget anything? Um, oh, let's talk, um, not the Royal Theater. So we talked about the Royal Theater, but I was thinking as we were talking about characters, we forgot to mention that on that little walkway between like the Matterhorn and It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, there are character meet oh, and yeah. and that's, like, usually your Fab Five, like Mickey and mm-hmm. Minnie and Pluto and... Yeah, they kind of rotate, mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. used to have those there, but I'm glad they do now. Yeah. It's just another option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another place to see the characters. Yeah. It's so fun. So... Yeah. We just yeah. got to go back, and now we got to deep dive all the other lands. I know. We need to do that. Uh, there was so much to do in Fantasyland. I don't know that we... we maybe we could combine, like, you know... Frontierland. And Adventureland. Adventureland, yeah. 
We'd have to. So. Tomorrowland, we would have nothing to do. <laughs> we could kill just a couple hours. Tomorrowland needs a refresh. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I will put links to Chantel's Instagram so you can find her in the show notes. But go and follow her. She's amazing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for being here. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Chantel for joining me. I always have fun with her. We are actually planning an in-person meetup in July to celebrate Disneyland's birthday. This is a free mini event that I'm so excited about. If you're going to be in the parks on July 17th, which is Disneyland's birthday, then I would love to meet you and have you join us. We're going to be doing an opening day attraction challenge where we ride all of the original attractions that were open on Disneyland's first day of operation. So we'll have a quick meetup in the morning. We'll say hi and have a printable for you that has a list of all the attractions that were open on that first day. I've already made the printable. It's adorable. I don't want to brag, but it's adorable. Then... You can go around to Disneyland, do your thing, do the opening day attractions, do whatever you want. Then at the end of the day, we'll meet back up and everyone who has completed the attractions will get a little raffle ticket and we'll do some prize giveaways. So we're already talking about the prizes. I'm super excited. After that, we'll all go watch fireworks together by It's a Small World and then we'll go on a couple of rides. I think it sounds like so much fun. So if you'll be on the if you'll be in the park on July 17th, I hope you'll join us for all or part of this fun meetup to celebrate Disneyland's birthday. If you're looking for an excuse to plan a trip, then this is it. Come hang out at Disneyland with me for a little while on July 17th. You can book your park tickets and hotel through Getaway Today for the very best deals. You know I love them. I always recommend them. And if you use my code MIX10, you can save an additional $10. I'll have more details about this event as we get closer, but I just wanted to give you a heads up, and I hope to see you there. I hope you have the best week ever. We've just got to get through till the end of this school year. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a lot, a lot these next couple weeks, but all good things, and... I'm super grateful. I hope you have a wonderful week and don't work too hard. I don't know. You're going to probably have to work extra hard if you have kids doing end of the year stuff, but just try not to. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.